Welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 86. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins. Happy belated World Vegan Day 2011. And um, I hope everybody had a really good day. Um, I did my little street stall with Emmy James and William Paul. And we got rained out, but we did get out there and talk to some people about veganism. Uh, today I um, there's, I haven't done a podcast for a while because I've been working on other stuff that I've been talking about working on for ages and ages and ages and I'm very pleased to say that I finally did a website and a, some literature and the website is called nzvegan.com and it is the kind of thing I based it on was kind of the vegan UK concept um, that was developed um, by Rob Johnson where he's got this vegan UK which is the sort of nationwide resource um, for abolitionists in the UK they've got literature uploaded and um, it's a place where, well the way I, I interpret well, what I wanted to do, um, I'm not sure if this is exactly what um, uh, Vegan UK is, although I think so, because I got the idea from them, is have this have this sort of site where people around the country, in New Zealand, where I am obviously, can refer to and maybe network through even um, for their own local vegan advocacy, which is why I wanted to make the literature available there, why I put up all the links. Um, I've got, um, it's not a blog, it's definitely not going to be a blog, it's just a, it's got, um, it's just, just very basic actually, although it took me so long to do and I'm very grateful to all the people who helped me, um, especially Randy Sandberg, um, who's just an invaluable amazing friend and so incredibly knowledgeable and so helpful with websites um he's the one who um does gary francione's website which is one of the best websites i've ever seen in fact i think it's the best one i've ever seen anyway um so nzvegan.com written concepts about what we're about um why why we you know talk about abolition why we do talk about veganism, the concept of nonviolence, and anybody who's interested in New Zealand um, can have a read, figure out what we're about, and if they want to kind of go along with promoting veganism, and if they are themselves nonviolent, um, then hopefully this will be a resource for them to um, have a look at what can be done. And I've linked to the other um, people in New Zealand who are promoting veganism, um, as we know there is not very many of us. Um, but um, I also did. Uh, do some New Zealand based literature which is something I really really wanted to do and there's basically three that I did um, one was a nutritional pamphlet oh first of all before I go on I have to say thank you so much to Emmy James um, I've thanked her before but I want to thank her publicly for designing a beautiful logo I love the logo that she designed and it's basically a pair of hands holding um, onto a mound, the, the cupped hands, and then in the hands are as, as a mound of earth with a with a plant, and the plant is the shape of the V, and that's the V for vegan NZ. And um, one of the hands is lighter, and one of the hands is darker, because vegan because NZ Vegan and veganism in general is for all of humanity. It is not a limited to any particular race or culture. So I wanted to 
you know, that was something we really wanted to make clear. And New Zealand is a multicultural society, um, as many societies these days are. And, um, you know, veganism is for everybody. So NZ Vegan is like for everybody. And I just love the logo. I love it so much. So thank you so much, Emmy. Um, so that's the website that we've made. I'm going to make t-shirts with that logo on it as well. And then, of course, we've got the abolitionist, um, the Auckland Abolitionist Vegans Association has its own little website, which by the time I got to do that one, I was just so exhausted and so over it. I just did a very basic one. And all that one is, like the only reason I want that one is like to announce any events that we're doing. Right now, the only events that we're doing is our street stall. So just every week that we do the stall, I'll just put up a little flyer on there. And then there's just a, basically an introduction page. And that's the um, the website is aava.org.nz. And it says that we use the literature from NZ Vegan um, to promote veganism. Um, and just hoping to inspire other people around the country to just do their own vegan advocacy. They're welcome to use the literature that we made. Um, we obviously have all the international vegan abolitionist literature up there as well, and pro-vegan literature um, um, available. But I did make three specific pamphlets um, that are geared to New Zealand. One of them is called the New Zealand Economy and it addresses the farming issue and which is one, th I mean I've been talking about this for so long, it's so nice to get it over and done with and as a very dear friend of mine said, you know now it's there, it's there forever, it's done like that amount of work, it's I don't have to do it again, it's there and it's just yeah, as long as that website is up that's gonna, that work is going to be there and the other one I did was um, a nutritional pamphlet, which was based on the Boston Vegan Association's wonderful nutritional pamphlet. Um, I just changed some things and um, put our logo on, and I added some, you know, I just changed some things to make it sort of more New Zealand-focused. Um, but I didn't really design it. I mean, I, the credit goes to them. I mean, I'm grateful that they did their pamphlet, and it's such a wonderful pamphlet, and I do give it out. I love their pamphlet, but I wanted one that was, um, I'm trying to reach New Zealand. I'm in New Zealand, so I've been talking about that for a while as well. And the other one that I did was basically for advocates um, to say why abolition. And it's, those two pamphlets are just copied from our webpage, the NZ Vegan webpage. There's one called Why Abolition Veganism is the Moral Baseline, and the other one's called the New Zealand economy, farming, and that's the two pamphlets. I just copied them and made them into pamphlets to hand out to people on the street. Um, so the abolition one is for advocates that come up to us, or anybody. I mean, I'll talk to anybody about abolition, but it basically explains what we're about, why we do not promote welfare reform, you know, why we promote veganism, what abolition means. Um, and so all is all done, and I've been doing that, and it was really... Um, hard because I'm not very fast at that kind of thing and if it wasn't for Randy the site wouldn't even be up because I I clicked on or I changed like some code and then the whole thing just died and I just didn't even know what to do and then Randy fixed it so I'm not touching it anymore it's not it's not perfect but and there's one more page that I have to finish that is the fair trade page I want to have a, a, tra a page about fair trade about human slavery about that kind of you know that educate people about that I need to learn a lot more about that all I've got up there right now is the fair trade um, there's a fair trade website for Australia and New Zealand 
And then there's a link to um, Quotes on Slavery's uh, wonderful link page, which is, is linked to a whole bunch of human rights uh, groups that are opposed to slavery and in industry and also the sex slavery industry as well, the human trafficking industry as well. And, yeah, there's a couple other things I need to finish on it. But anyway, so we did that. And, like I said, we couldn't have done it without all the help that I got from people. And now we're doing the street store and we've got all the stuff. So now that summer is almost here, it's much warmer. Now I'm out in the streets again. I'm not sitting in front of the computer as much. And we've got all this literature. So once you do something like that, you can just get out there and do it. You feel so good. And if you don't have, you know, if you're not going to, like if you live in America, you don't need to, I mean, just use the, there's some the fantastic literature in America, the Boston Vegan Association pamphlet, um, Gary Francione's pamphlet and the Boston Vegan Association nutritional pamphlet. Yeah. And, and also I love the Becoming Vegan pamphlet by Butterflies Cats, which is a universal pamphlet as well. Um, so is the BVA, um, vegan, uh, pamphlet is a universal pamphlet as well. And so is Gary's pamphlet. They're universal as well. So anybody in any country who, that speaks English can use those pamphlets and I'm very grateful to them. So they're also, well, we always include those and they're available on our um, website as well for download. Cause I want people to know that they can download this themselves. They can print it out themselves. Don't need to rely on the literature from the big welfare groups. Um, so yeah, so that's what we've been up to, and we've started the street stall again, and uh, we did it yesterday. No, sorry, uh, today's, we did it, th- no, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Gosh, it's been really busy. And um, we're, I, I, I bought a, um, a second-hand, although it's in mint condition, cupcake um, display thing. It's like two plates that, you know, it's like it makes a tier of two and you can squeeze a bunch of cupcakes on there and they look so much more appetizing. And um, another thing that I was doing wrong until I spoke to Renata Peters from the Alice Springs Vegan um, Society, who's been giving out vegan cupcakes for quite a while now and talking to people about veganism is, you know, it's like the, and I also remember the Boston Vegan Association did it. You say free cupcake with conversation and the Boston Vegan Association, I believe, had free cookie with conversation. And what I was doing was not that. I was just having these cupcakes. And then people would walk past and I'd be like, do you want a cupcake? And they'd be like, yeah. And then I'd give them a cupcake. And I'd be like, it's a vegan cupcake. And they'd be like, cool. And then they'd walk away. And um, Renata was like, no, 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 no. You know, they, then they'll just think you're giving away samples. And she's absolutely right. So I put a sign saying, and now that I've got this lovely display as well, saying free cupcake with conversation. So people come up and they're like, they're waiting. They want to like, they want a cupcake, but you've just said that you have to have a conversation with them. So you go, um, all right. Okay. And then, and then when you're talking to them, as Ren has said before in some of her, if you go on the Alice Springs Vegan um, Society's Facebook page, she talks a lot about people who've, um, said they're going to go vegan from talking to her and Jeff Peretz, who are amazing. They're, they're really good at talking to people. And their mouths are full of cupcake. <laughs> and they're trying really hard to, you know, 
be like and you know say their their position or whatever about well I think you know I think animals are whatever and their mouths are full of this delicious vegan cupcake yes it's quite enjoyable and you say how's the cupcake and they say it's it's amazing cupcake it's such a delicious cupcake what's it made of you know and you say there's no egg there's no milk there's no nut really how does how did you get it so moist and la 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 so it's actually a good way to get the conversation going about veganism and um and then it also is kind kind of cool because it shows them because I have to be honest I think I've said this before sorry if I'm repeating myself again but I really did not know that you could have vegan baking when I first went vegan and I didn't discover it until after I was months after I was vegan because when I went vegan I was working seven days a week and I was mostly on forums talking about ve- I mean I wasn't doing the sort of the fun stuff. It wasn't like the, oh, let's share vegan recipes and la la la. It was like I was really heavily involved in just learning about veganism, abolition, animal rights. It was animal rights that I was involved in. So I didn't even know that you could have vegan baking. I literally just was like, that's the end of not bread. I knew that bread was, you know, I knew that bread could be flour, salt, yeast, water. But I had no idea. I thought cakes, cookies, um, cupcakes, um, you know, danishes, um, just all of those sweet pastries. I just was like, I'll never be able to eat those again. I had no idea that you could make that stuff without eggs and milk and stuff. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that. So it's kind of cool. And one way you're doing, you're educating people about diet and you're letting them know it's not a sacrifice. Look, you can have these things, but we focus on, we don't talk as, we don't sit there and talk about baking, you know, because we, we try really hard to just get straight to the point of, um, what veganism is about. And, um, but it does help to have a nice little display and to make the cupcakes look nice. And, um, it's just, yeah, we had a really good day yesterday. Um, I'd like to thank Claire and Emmy for coming out yesterday. Claire has come out for the, that was the first time that she came out. She's um, Emmy's flatmate. They're so healthy looking. They're so beautiful. And it was just a, such a wonderful day. We had such a great time. And um, I love doing the store. So good news is, is once you do all the hard work like online and once you get that website up and once you, you know, once it's there um, and once you do the literature, once you put the work in, it's done. It's like, it's not the same amount of work as writing a book, but it's like writing a book. Once you've written the book, the book is there and is done and all that work is done. And, and, um, and it's, and it's there and it's tangible. And then, you know, you don't have to do it anymore. So just, I just needed to just do it. And like I said, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the encouragement of very good friends of mine. Um, um, so yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, Glad that it's done. NZvegan.com and the AAVA.org.nz. That website is just, like I say, very basic. Um, but I just want to inspire people to promote veganism um, in New Zealand. And I'm just going to keep doing it myself. So, yeah, so that did all that. So now I can stop going on and on about how I want to do a New Zealand focused pamphlet and la la, because it's done. And I'm just using them at the street store. And so there. Um, so what else, what I was going to talk about today was, oh, there was something else and I can't, I guess it just slipped my mind. Well, I was going to talk about the specifics of the street store yesterday. Um, I had really positive days today. Um, we, I have to say I was there by myself for about an hour and most of those cupcakes were gone. I think there was three left by the time 
um, but by the time Emmy and Claire came. And I actually had a wonderful, wonderful time because I met um, a group of young people. They were all young girls, and they were asking so many questions. There was a group of about five or six, and they each wanted a cupcake. So that explains where six cupcakes went. And but we all talked, and we each talked, and they each asked a question. And they were once once we, we talked a little while, they said, "I want to go. Let's go vegan. Let's be vegan." You know, and they said it to each other, like, "Come on, we should be vegan." And I was like, "Yeah, you should." And I said to them, um, "You look really smart." And I said, "You know, you really just go and start looking the inf- looking for the information. Just go out there and do it." And I really think that, you know, at least one of those young people is going to really check it out. Um, I mean, it would be great if if I could say all six of them did, um, but I I don't really know because, you know, once people walk away, you kind of don't know what, what happens to them. But it was really positive to have a whole bunch of young people saying, yeah, we want to be vegan, you know. Um, just from a like a five or six minute conversation. Um, I love young people. They're so hope they give me a lot of hope. So I recommend getting out there and doing a street stall. Um, somebody else asked if it was uh, if people get abusive, and they really don't. Very rarely, and because we're we're nowhere near as confrontational in person as we are on a computer. I mean, myself included, you know, I mean, you're sitting in your room, you can do it, you know, you're hiding behind your computer, and I mean, it's kind of easy to just be sarcastic or be whatever, but in person, it's much harder, Um, and rightly so, because we don't really want to be getting really, really rude to people's faces, but I don't think we should be doing it online either, it's just for some reason we do, Um, but in person, people are much more careful they, they, you know, um, it's. I think it's the animal in us. We're face to face from each other. We're, we're, we're looking at each other's eyes. We don't want to, you know, be violent towards each other. So we're careful in what we say. But don't get me wrong. You get into very heated discussions because you're dealing with people's religion. People, many, many people who come up to us are religious. We're constantly dealing with people who are arguing against veganism for religious reasons, and. Um, what I often do with people like that is I say, does your God, would would your God punish you if you chose not? Because they'll say, well, God put the animals here for us to use. My religion says I'm allowed to do that. And that's what God says in the book that I believe my religion, my religion says, God says these animals are for us to use if we want. He put them here for us. And that's what they say. And so, um, what I say to them, rather than try to convince them of atheism, although I think it would be useful, <laughs> um, I'm not really equipped to do that in a, in a pinch, um, as, I, as I just say to them, well, I'm talking to you about um, a choice that you can make. So, what, does your God punish you if you decide not to... Um, eat these animals or use these animals and not to kill these animals is there a mandate in your holy book or whatever that deems you punishable if you choose to not 
use animals if you choose to not be violent towards animals or sometimes they don't even th see it as violent <laughs> you know we've talked about that before and the answer has overwhelmingly been no my god will not punish me if i choose that way from christian people from muslim people so i say to them okay so let's take your god out of it now and let's just talk about you and your choice you can choose not to, and then we have to talk about the violence, and we have to talk about the moral personhood, and we get away from talking about the, what their God says, because we've established that their God isn't going to punish them. He says that they can do it, but I say, okay, you know, he says that you're allowed to do it, but you can choose not to, and then I try to convince them to make that choice, based on the fact that I, they don't want to harm, the animals are sentient, you know, inflicting unnecessary suffering and death, on animals when we you know we don't need to do it so it's it's it's, it's tough to, to to deal with religious doctrine but you can do it um you can you can try your best anyway um so you will i think i'm not quite sure but i think in a lot of cities um because a lot of times religious people are the ones who are out there you know with with the tablings and the bullhorns and they're often in the streets um they've been doing it for centuries you know, thousands of years, you know, so we, we do get a lot of people coming up, um, talking to us with religion as their, as their, um, drive, as the drive to them to even come up and talk to us because they, they, they do want to also talk to us about their God and things like that. But like the other, like yesterday I had a, met a wonderful man and he was Maori New Zealander, which to me was just incredible. And he said that he was vegan um, so he was eating vegan and he was being vegan and he said he went vegan for health reasons, but he said that, and I said to him, okay, but you know, this is the, this is, and he said, yeah, that, that's the real reason is to not hurt the animals. You know, that's, that's the, that's, that's a better reason kind of thing. So we, we got onto that and he said, and it's a beautiful thing to know that I'm not, you know, hurting the animals. But then at the very end, he did say, um, you know, I feel this way because of my God. You know, I learned this, I learned about veganism from my God because there is actually some people who do interpret the Christian Bible as being a call for veganism. So he mentioned his God and he said, my God. And then he said, um, you know, well, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't see any point at that moment in like trying to argue with him about the existence of God. Um, he I, I do think that, um, you know, I don't, I'm very scared of religion, but I was, there was no need at that moment. He was vegan. He was, he was, he cared about the, the violence. He didn't want to inflict the violence on animals. And then he said, God bless you. And, and I just, we shook his hand and smiled and said, thank you. I mean, I wasn't going to argue with him about, about that. Um, it gave me hope. So, because, you know, religion is very powerful. So here we have a Christian who is Maori, who is um, vegan and who um, uh, rejects violence. And I just wish, we just hope more than anything that he can reach out to that community. Um, the Maori Christian community is a very large community here. So, hey, I mean, it was, it was positive. It was a positive thing. Um, we also met some Muslims yesterday and they were very adamant that um, there was animal sacrifice was part of their religion. Um, uh, and there were certain ways that you had to do it and it was all part of the religion. And then I said, you know, does your God punish you if you do not do that? And the answer was no. And so I tried really hard to, um, to talk to him about that. But so anyway, it was such a great day. I'm so glad to be out in the streets. Um, I do have really big plans like for 
community outreach. Um, we had a really busy day, so it was wonderful. We had so many people coming up. Uh, because also the Occupy movement is still in Auckland, and the Occupy camp is still it's at Altair Square. So there's lots of progressive thinkers coming past um, who are part of the Occupy movement. So I'm grateful to them for being there because I think that they have attracted a crowd of people who are forward thinking. So I don't know if I owe it, you know, completely to them this wonderful time that we had yesterday, but. I do think that it's great that they're a great influence to have around. Um, and um, I would love to actually, they do these workshops um, where they, it's a very uh, sort of free atmosphere over there. And I think um, anybody who wants to do a workshop, you just go and say, hey, I want to do a workshop. And then they say, okay, everybody, so-and-so is going to do a workshop at three o'clock. And then whoever wants to come, comes. And a workshop is basically a presentation. It's like they sit down and then you present your thing. And when I saw um, the sign, I went, I went there yesterday, um, I passed through and I saw that one of the workshops was a gluten-free workshop. So the gluten-free store um, was probably, you know, was promoting themselves, which, you know, is a smart thing to do, I guess, but they were also talking about gluten-free. And um, so I'd love to do a vegan workshop there. And I'm trying to get William to help me because he's familiar with a lot of the people there because William's actually been part of the Occupy movement. He's camped out there with them. He's gone on protests with them and he knows quite a few of them. But I think he's in the middle of exams at the moment, so I don't want to bother him. Because one of the people there did say, we'd love you to come and do a workshop because a lot of people there don't know about this stuff. And when she said this stuff, she was pointing to my stall, meaning veganism. And the great thing about, I think, the way that I've... <laughs> one of the things I'm trying to do now with the stall is to make it really, really, really clear like that um, veganism is non-violence and respect and not diet. And I, I had all these ambiguous messages. No, no, they're not necessarily ambiguous. I like them. And if I had room, I'd still have them all up. But I had messages that were like, you know, um, if you're, as long as we continue to be violent to vulnerable humans, we will continue to be violent to vulnerable non-humans. Uh, live vegan, live non-violently. I mean, that's pretty clear, but now I have a sign that says veganism equals respect and nonviolence, or veganism is justice and respect and nonviolence or something. Very, very clear and to the point. Um, so we actually get some really good conversations going. It's a really good idea to put that out there in the beginning. Those, if you like me, associate veganism with justice, nonviolence, respect for others, fundamental moral issues. Um, then it's a really good idea to put that there. Um, if you just have vegan, um, which I love having the word vegan, don't get me wrong, I love vegan, but you know, veganism has been so misrepresented and so badly represented that, you know, the word vegan to some people means somebody who can eat cheese every now and then or who's um, vegan after six or who's like Oprah who's it's like a diet that you do for 30 days or whatever. Whereas if you have veganism as respect and nonviolence and justice, then you're telling them this is what, what it means. And then they might say, well, is that, is that what it means? You know, and then they might become interested because everybody's interested in justice and fairness. Um, you know, well, the people that we're trying to reach are, um, we're trying to reach those people first because they haven't been reached yet. So um, it's a, I just think it's a good idea 
to present it that way as best you can when you do outreach. Um, I, I avoid words like cruelty and treatment and compassion and things like that. Um, I just avoid those words um, because they are, to me, they represent the new welfareist movement. And I think, therefore, to the general public, those words represent treatment issues, like let's put them in bigger cages or let's get them out of the cages into one giant cage or let's, you know, let's, uh, you know, limit the use of sow stalls or whatever it is. Um, I want to be as far removed from that. I want people to see it in a whole new light, the way I saw it, the way it was presented to me. I, I want them to wake up to what it really is all about and get away from all the confusion and all the speciesism. And, you know, the only way to do that is to make it really, really clear. And um, I just think it's so important that we do that, be really, really clear. Um you know, we just we're we're a movement that needs to get out there and start figuratively speaking, blowing our horns and, and waking people up and you do that by being focused and clear um in your message. Um, because you're standing up for what's right. And I'm pretty sure that the abolitionists against slavery I actually I posted um, this thing on Facebook the other day because I was once told that um, by somebody by a career um, a person who what I would call um, they they are a career welfareist in that they make a living off animal welfare so it's their job it's how they make money they get paid they were they're a paid member of a of, of a group who makes money from the donations about for the campaigns, the battery egg campaigns and things like that. And um, they said to me, I was, I've been, I've, I met the person a long time ago and tried very hard to convince them to um, promote veganism, but then you can't make money off that. So I guess. So they said to me, well, it's just boring. All you do is talk about veganism. <laughs> and I was a little taken aback because I thought, wow. You know, I wonder if, like, the civil rights movement was told that constantly going on about civil rights was boring. It's like, all you ever talk about is civil rights. and Or the abolitionists against slavery. All you ever talk about is the end of slavery. Boring, you know. It's much more interesting to have little discussions about all kinds of little other things, like... Cons, oh, everything, anything but, you know, the end of slavery, because that's just boring. I mean, I just don't think they would have had to put up with that. I just don't think they would. I mean, I just think that it's... And so I, I, um, it still astounds me. And people still say that, because I actually, I'm still getting comments, I still saw a comment even just the other day that it was boring to promote, to talk about veganism and only to talk about veganism. And that, that kind of just blows my mind because, but I asked the person, the last person who said it, I said, are you vegan? And I haven't, unless I've forgotten to check, maybe they have replied and I didn't find it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't because somebody who's not vegan can go and pick a animal issue and really throw themselves into it and really feel justified and be completely certain that they're not doing this thing that they're 
opposed to. Um, they can be utterly opposed to the whale hunting um, uh, by the Japanese, and they themselves don't eat whale meat, and they don't um, condone the hunting of whales. So that is something that they can just put their energy into. And not only that, then they can go and they can um, oppose the seal hunt, the seal clubbing in um, Canada. So now they've got two different things, two different topics, you know, um, that they can get behind. And then it's like two different things. And then they can pick another one and they can pick another one and they can pick another one. And... Yet they themselves are not are not vegan because they're not. Um, uh, it's not to them. It's not about um, the inherent right of non-human animals to not be used, or it's not about violence. It's about these specific type of things. And people wonder why we object to single issue campaigns so much. I mean, so much has been written about it, and I just I just don't I just don't get it. And so when somebody says that when somebody says that promoting veganism is boring. <laughs> that just blows my mind. That is like I just cannot understand it. Um, it's not. This is not. <laughs> you know what? I also do think. I think that there is there are people who are wanting to create social networks, um, and they're the ones who are all you know very. Um, they just want everybody to feel at home and they don't want any, um, they want everybody to be accepting and things like that. And, and then there's those of us who are trying to create a social justice movement, a social justice movement, not a social network. You know, it's not about, um, a social network. There's tons of social networks and those are very important for vegans. I mean, you know, you need your... You know, you need to be able to go out and, and, and have a nice meal with people who are vegan and, and to talk to people who are vegan. I mean, I've got my own social network. They're my friends. But I'm not interested in creating a social network. I'm interested in a social justice movement. And a social justice movement doesn't really... Um, it's, it's, it's about a standing up for justice it's it's about unequivocally standing up for what is right and it's certainly not boring um and i challenge anyone to try to to, to actually go out and into the streets it's good practice to talk to people face to face as much as you can we lack practice in that we don't know how to do that very well because we're very used to online communication and when we get face to face with someone all of a sudden those natural sort of animal human social instincts kick in and you're like we smile and they smile and you know they might say something and you're like oh they just said something really really speciesist and if they'd said that online and they're you know i would probably be writing like a six paragraph you know argument about what they've just said but here they are smiling at me and I work with them and I have to find some way of doing it so that um you know it's they don't kind of like um want to hit me or something and so it's a very different dynamic and we all need to learn how to do it and not be uncompromising in that respect either and to smile and to get the message through so people need to practice talking face to face because um I just think it's a good idea to be able to be to be able to do both because face to face is where you are 
with your colleagues at work, the community that you live in, your family members, your friends. If you're in a relationship and you go vegan and your partner's not vegan, then you're face-to-face with your partner. You know, you're not sitting on the other side of, of computer screens able to type a six-paragraph thing, and then if they get really friends and everything, then you can just be like, oh, well, never mind, and you don't have to face them again. So I think it's really, really, really important. Um, I'm babbling because I started talking about how I wanted a social justice movement and now I'm talking about, anyway, I lost my train of thought. But I think it's a very big difference. Um, so I, I'm i still practicing my, my face-to-face um, uh, um, advocacy and I lack practice in it because I get more practice talking, um, you know, talking to people who, who are on the other side of a keyboard and, and like I say, the, the, the sort of social kind of animal instance, because we're our animals, you know, I mean, they've talked about, they've made studies of like how chimpanzees, um, grimace, how the, gr- how the grin, how our smile was initially a grimace of fear or something. It's this fascinating thing where they talk about, it. it's like, a, it's like a fear thing. It's like a defense mechanism. Now for us, a smile is like a beautiful, welcoming thing. But back in the day, it was kind of a warning. It was kind of a, it was fearful. It was, it was weird anyway. I think it was Desmond Morris who did that. But what I'm trying to say is it's a very different dynamic. Um, but um, I want to, I, you know, when I talk to people in the street, I am as unequivocal about it, but it's less hostile because you, first of all, you don't have time to do a six paragraph thing. So you, it's a lot shorter. Um, and um, there's less time. So yeah, you just you just have to be really, 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 really clear. Um, I just, I mean, if I have to say non-violence, I'll say that to the person because they just won't relate it to other animals. Um, some, I, I think there was a conversation with that I had with someone, um, and they just, I had to keep saying not going on. I had to keep bringing it back to that because they just weren't grasping it. They were talking about all kinds of things and I had to just keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it um, until they finally heard, you know, wait a minute and then they said, okay, well no, I I don't want to be violent, you know and then finally, you know, the conversation got where it was, but it wasn't and there was a little bit of tenseness but, you know, it it wasn't the way that it gets online sometimes so I really think it's really important, but with regard to what we're doing, with regard to what the abolitionist movement is, it's not about creating a social network. I'm really sorry. I mean, if you want to have a place where you can kind of like <sighs> ego stroke and if you want to have a place where it's like nobody talks about anything that does because they don't want to offend anybody else, there's, you know, there's vegan potlucks and there's like, you know, maybe do a vegan like cooking blog, you know, but just be careful because a lot of those places they were using honey and stuff and then it's like you have to go on there and be like oh excuse me honey is from animals and bees are exploited and then all of a sudden you've ruined the social network well i'm sorry i'm part of a social justice movement um we're unequivocal and uh we socialize um with other people who are unequivocal about it and um so Unfortunately, we're still in the minority, but we're growing. I mean, the abolitionist movement is growing. And even, you know, you're seeing more and more and more of the word vegan. I was at my mother's house the other day, and I opened the paper. And in the middle of the paper, in a whole big one-page thing, like a whole story on a whole page of the paper, there was this 
conference that they had in New Zealand and they were talking about the battery because the safe campaign now is a battery campaign. Um, so they had a speaker who was over from the United States and because um, it's a political thing because they're trying to get the animal welfare laws to shake, you know, that battery cages are unethical and because they only have this much room and you know what I'm talking about, all that same old stuff. But in the Auckland Herald, they said so-and-so um, a vegan you know, the speaker who was from America who was trying to argue that, you know, battery cages ought to be bigger or take away the cages or whatever um, welfare reform they were talking about, they said about three or four times that he was a vegan. Now, that's for me, that's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I'm glad that somebody went out of their way to say vegan and to acknowledge that there are vegan people. And he was a... He's obviously not... Um, in a hospital bed, suffering from B12 deficiency or whatever it is that a lot of people like to say that we are, you know, he was a, he's, you know, he's a healthy politician guy, although in my secret heart of hearts, I fear that, you know, he's not vegan because so many people say they're vegan and they're not, but let's say he is vegan. And so they went out of their way to say it, which is like, cool, because believe me, three or four years ago, I just, I don't even think that, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe I haven't been here for it, but I just don't think that they would have bothered, or he wouldn't have bothered to tell them, I don't think. Um, maybe he actually told them, because the vegan movement is growing massively. Um, and so that even you know people who are not promoting veganism are like actually feeling more comfortable to say that they're vegan. Isn't it sad that they never used to? But then on the other hand, the other side is that we've got this vegan uh, who is... Uh, talking about regulating torture and, and instead of speaking out against it, who's who's arguing with people about the size of cages instead of arguing that um, that we have no moral right to enslave and exploit other beings. So that for me is the double-edged sword there. Um, but, the, uh, but the vegan movement is growing. Those people who are unequivocal are growing. And, um, if you, um, and I, and I, I'm very, you know, I have wonderful friends that I'm so grateful for and we, uh, agree also, I mean, not only do we socially have fun and we laugh and stuff, but we actually agree that, you know, we should be unequivocal in the social movement. So I'm very comfortable with them. Um, when I, when I first started hanging out with, um, other vegans, in Auckland, I was very uncomfortable because I wanted to talk about abolition and I wanted to um, make that an issue, but I was the only one and I was, it wasn't, I was, um, mo most people argued against like the whole entire room, like one after another, would just disagree. <laughs> and it was really hard and I didn't find it enjoyable. Um, I don't find that enjoyable. I find it, you know, really stressful because for me it's a just it's just an issue of justice. It's a it's just such overwhelming importance. Um but I don't deny that, you know, you need you need um you need a haven. I mean, I remember back when I used to watch when I used to when I first went vegan I used to watch I used to always watch horrible videos. I used to torture myself with horrible videos and Remember there was one where it was so sad I can still hear the song. Somebody had written a song and it was like 
the words were like, I'm trying so hard to understand why you're doing this to me. And it was on behalf of the, um, the animals who were in the, it was mostly footage of, of, it was cows and calves and, um, animals in cages and mostly animals that were being used for food and, well, we all know what how hor- how horrible it is, and how horrific and overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, mind-blowingly horrific it is. And um, I was just, you know, always weeping and weeping, and um, and then I remember at the end of the song, either at the end of that song, or I watched another video after it, and. I think it was another video because that song was just this really sad song and then there was all this footage and I was just a wreck. And then the other video, or maybe it was part of that video, was like all of this footage, and I think it was in England, of vegan stuff, like vegan um, stores and vegan restaurants and the word vegan. And it was like a haven for my mind and my soul and my spirit and my bruised, you know, battered, you know, trembling, you know, despairing, you know, soul. This And it was just that the, the vegan stuff. I was just, it was an oasis. It was a, it was a, it was the, it was a solution because I knew enough about veganism to know what it meant. And it's, for me, it was, it was like a, you know, it was like in a desert and then you're, you're just, you've got sand all in your mouth and you're going to die. And then you see this beautiful, beautiful, clear pool of water and a shades of trees and flowers that's what it was like to me, this, this, this oasis. And, um, I recognize the importance of, of people to have that. Um, um, but it needs to be, it needs to be the real thing. It's not an oasis and it's not, doesn't calm my soul and it doesn't make me feel relief if it's, if it's, um, not really vegan or if it's, if it's, you know, some sort of, um, promotion of anything but veganism you know the the stuff that I was saw when I was seeing this video and I was just so it was it was like vegan stores where they're selling vegan food and vegan clothing and it and it was just it was so rewarding and it was so lovely and I find often that you know when you do a stall in a city or I don't know maybe people are doing them in smaller communities but if you do them anywhere, if you have that anywhere, you are, you know, you're a beacon for vegans because vegans will walk past and we all know what it's like to be vegan in this world. I mean, you're just so, you're such a small percentage and you're just so surrounded by just the skin and the slaughter and the smell and just every single second of every single day. So when you see a bunch of people and then you see the word vegan and you go, and you go over there and you're like, oh my gosh. And sometimes we're there and the vegans come up to us and I just feel good, you know, even if we didn't maybe really get a good conversation going, we didn't really, maybe a lot of other people, non-vegans didn't come up that day. At least we were there for the vegans, you know, to just help, you know, for them to come over and they can sort of, because they deserve it, you know. And um, so sometimes I feel that way. So you'll attract vegans as well because they'll see the word and they'll be like, oh, because, you know, you don't see it anywhere, you know. And um, so 
that I find really rewarding as well. People will come over and they'll be so happy to meet us because they'll be like, I'm vegan too, you know, and we'll say, yay. And it's like, we're in there and we're like, ah, here we go. We can all breathe. Let's breathe a sigh of relief. We look at each other and none of us are wearing animal skin. So I'm sure it's really nice to go to um, social gatherings where there's a lot of vegans and, and, and you can just eat together and, you know, nobody's wearing skins or wool or any of this stuff and everybody smells wonderful. <laughs> no, I shouldn't say that. I'll take that out. So I know that that's really nice. I know that that's a really nice thing to do. And I don't deny the importance of that. And, I, and I'm not trying to say that people shouldn't be doing that. But when it comes to the movement, when it comes to the advocacy, that's a different story. We need to, cre- we need to be a voice for justice and what's right, unequivocal, and we cannot give in to to the desire to go easy on the, you know, to just make everything more pleasant and, and, and it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. It's horrific. And that's the bottom line. So when you need time, when you need your oasis, you know, you can go and be with your friends and be with vegan people. Um, go to a vegan restaurant if you have them in your city, go to vegan gatherings or whatever like that. But when it comes to the movement, we need to be creating a social justice movement. There's plenty of vegan social clubs. There's plenty of vegan get-togethers. There's plenty of vegan meetups. We don't need any more of that stuff. What we need is a vegan social justice movement. And if you're, you know, you need a break from the seriousness and you're getting overwhelmed, yeah, go and have a nice vegan barbecue, and you know that's nice. Have some light conversation. That's great. Um, but please, when it comes to advocacy, just do the right thing. That's all we ask. Just please, we have to hurry up. We really, really do. And when you talk to people in person, you it's, it's much more challenging. And I really recommend people doing it. It's much more rewarding too. And you learn a lot about yourself. And um, I learn a lot about myself all the time. And, um, and I actually had somebody say to me yesterday, was he just wouldn't, he kept wanting to talk and kept wanting to talk. And I, and I kind of didn't want to be near him anymore because I find it really, really hard. And this is something about myself that I need to, I'm going to have to find a way to deal with if I really want to talk to somebody who's really, really, really shut down and you have to really work on them, really spend some time with them. But it upsets me so much. I'm very emotional. And I said that, I said, you know, it's really hard for me because he's like, well, you're getting upset. I don't want you to get upset. And I said, Hey, look, I was like, you have no idea how deeply and, and, and terribly I've, you know, I said, I'm not like the calmest person. And I said, you know, I'm trying really hard to, um, to talk to you, but I said, it's so hard for me to sit with someone who for 20 minutes is justifying, inflicting this horrific suffering. And he's like, I'm not justifying it. And I'm like, yes, you are. And no, so we, we had a really long talk, but it is, it is hard for me to be calm because I find it so upsetting because when you tell someone, when you, when you're talking to someone and they're defending violence and, and torture, and they may not even really see it that way. And they literally 
don't see it that way because they don't see animals as persons. That's why it's so important that we make people recognize that this is about the victims. This is about the non-human animal slaves. I mean, just as when you're talking about um, the child sl slavery, and and, and 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 people are trying to say like I don't think like the person was like I don't want to offend you and I was like it's not about me I'm not the one in the slaughterhouse and he's like but you're getting offended so it is about you and I said I said look if you and I, if I was an advocate against rape and you and we were talking about a case where a woman was raped and I got upset naturally I got upset because I'm a woman and I'm a human being and I'm a non-violent human being and I don't believe in violence and I know that rape is immoral and I abhor it would you really be would that be the focus of kind of like your kind of like thought patterns with regard to the justice issue was like whether or not I was upset about it would your focus be on the fact that somebody was raped and that it was a violation of their rights and they were a victim so why is it with no humans people are it's like oh it's like, stop making it about us. Stop making it about yourself. You know, well, you don't do that in the human context. Speciesism is the biggest problem. Um, so, yeah. Um, before I go, I want to thank Corey Wren for doing a series of interviews. And she uh, very kindly interviewed me on her Roanoke Vegan Examiner. Um, and I just, you know, we are a growing movement. And it is incredible to see. And, um... It's it's just it's like a snowball now. It's like a it's like a snowball. Um, it's just it's just happening. It's like you know nobody's going to be able to stop it now. It's just not it's not it's unstoppable. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad I'm really 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 glad that I I'm around to see this. Um, I'm glad I'm glad that I'm 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 now I'm a, I'm around in these times. Sometimes I wish I wasn't around in these times. I'm like why do I have to be around in this time when you know we're this close to global, total and utter ecological f just devastation, like the oceans are 80% dead and all that stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, it's not fair. You know, why, why did this have to happen in my lifetime? Because of course, you know, I am still self-centered. I mean, most of us are, whether we like to admit it or not. And But I am glad to be around for the, the um, emergence of the abolitionist movement. And, um, it's what keeps me going and um, it gives my life purpose and it gives me hope um, in the face of all this terrible stuff. I mean, how, how lucky is that? I know people who've given up hope completely. Um, I feel sad for them. I wish that they would join us um, because I think ours is the most hopeful movement out there. Um, so that's the way I see it. I'm so grateful to Gary Francione. Um, for all that he's done, and he did it. I just told him that. So, um, congratulations, Gary, for starting this amazing movement that is now just really, really, really starting to happen. So anyway, thanks for listening, as always. I'm going to have more guests on um, soon. I want to start having more guests on again. And um, so uh, that's great. And I'm going to, and I've been doing my Spanish podcast again. Well, I did one episode. And I'm getting people who are listening to that as well contacting me. And it's very wonderful. Um, so I really appreciate that. People contacting me. It's very, very nice. 
So, yeah. I hope that that was a good episode. And um, thanks for listening. And I'll be back. Bye.